Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me on the pod today. If you're new, I am your host, Stephanie Zeller. Today is a really, really big episode. We're going to talk about the themes of 2023. 2023, baby. We have five big themes that we're going to go through. I normally don't do any prep before any of my episodes. I kind of just sit down and channel what wants to come through. And that is largely what I'm going to do here. Although, because we are talking about an entire year, I did do some prep work. It's going to be a lot of information. So you are going to want to listen to this more than once, for sure, because it's too much to take in only listening to it one time. Interestingly, I release the monthly energy updates usually a few days after the first because what I want is for you to be feeling the energy of the month a little bit already by the time you listen to the monthly energy update. With the year update, I think you will probably be feeling this energy a little bit if you listen to it within the first month or two of 2023 because I felt this energy coming in in December of 2022, and that's actually, I'm in December of 22 right now recording this, and I have been feeling this energy a little bit already this month, so most likely you'll be feeling this a little bit, but the energy only intensifies as the year progresses. So again, just be sure to listen to this many times over the course of 2023, so that you have context for what is going on from a bigger picture standpoint. And it can help you navigate the energies throughout the year, these themes that I'm going to be sharing with you. No matter when you're listening to this, be sure to check out the show notes because I'm going to be updating the show notes for this episode continually throughout the year. There will be offerings like workshops, throughout the whole year of 2023 that will be meant to support you in this energy and will help you to work with and master these themes of 2023, making the year much easier and more digestible for you. And these are going to be in terms of like cost, they're going to be all over the spectrum. So there will be something for you if you want to go deeper. And this is a really deep year. There's a lot of confusing energies abounding, so I would highly recommend that you get some extra support, and that is exactly what these workshops and these offerings are designed to do. I have a time code breakdown of this episode in the show notes. My suggestion is that you circle back to this episode every month or two, and then just look at the time code breakdown and trust your intuition in terms of what you're feeling drawn to, and then just listen to that section or those couple of sections. You don't need to listen to the whole episode many times if you aren't feeling compelled to. So let's dive in because we have so much to cover. Theme number one of 2023. Theme number one is disorientation pushing you towards deeper authentic recognition and alignment. Disorientation, meaning something feels off. Now, there's going to be disorientation in the collective, in the world, and then there's also going to be internal disorientation. The internal disorientation can feel like something is off, 
or you may be facing new situations, new feelings that emerge, and it feels a little bit unavoidable, like you can't just ignore it. What that is pushing you towards is it is pushing you towards becoming more of your authentic self. It is pushing you towards identifying what that authentic self is and looks like, and then coming into alignment with that authentic self, letting more of your true authentic essence through. That can sound like a mouthful, especially if you haven't been listening to my podcast or taken any of my workshops. Especially in my workshop, Your Life's Work, we go so, so deep into this, into who your authentic self is. But I can understand how that could be confusing. So I'm going to break this down substantially. The first thing, though, I want to talk about is how disorientation can appear from kind of a worldview, a larger collective standpoint, because there's going to be disorientation in the world. Now, if you think back to 2019, 2020, when COVID hit, there was disorientation that we all felt that just rippled throughout the world. That disorientation was kind of like a shocking disorientation. It had a shocking effect on us, didn't it? This disorientation in 2023 is going to be a little bit different. It doesn't feel to me like it's going to be quite so shocking. Instead, what it feels like is it's actually just going to be a deepening of the disorientation that you've maybe already been feeling. For instance, there is going to be a huge rise in our access to information and I want to say varying information. Recently, there's been a huge surge of new technology, specifically AI, and it's changing very rapidly. And in 2023, it's going to change at a phenomenal rate. And it will change our culture. It will change the way we look at information, the way we access information. It will change our view of information. So you're going to have access to more information and people than ever and it will become more confusing than ever before. Everyone is going to be talking. Everyone is going to have an opinion. Information is going to be coming at us in new and different ways. We won't know what to trust. We won't know what is real. And because of that, there can also be a greater influx of things like the news or our governments, groups, religious institutions, gurus, that will then kind of step up and say, whoa, I know that this is really confusing. I know that it's hard for you to know who to trust. So you should trust me. You should trust us. We have your back. We're the ones that are giving you the right information. Ignore everyone else. And because your nervous system is going to be so flooded with fight or flight response and disorientation, we will have a tendency to actually then want to follow the group or the person or the institution or the government or whatever that we trust. And the danger in this is that when we are in more disorientation and we're more a little bit shut down or activated with fight or flight, we will be looking for someone to save us. We will be looking for someone to trust in and we will be more quick to give our power away, to actually sort of have like blind trust. 
in whoever we're listening to, whatever podcast we're listening to, or whatever guru, or our religious group, our subculture, whatever it may be, we will just have more of a tendency to quickly give our power away because we're so overwhelmed and because it's so confusing. And it's like, well, what else are we going to do? Like, I don't know who to trust. There's all this disinformation out there. There's going to be a rise of things like deep fakes. I mean, it's just going to be even more confusing than it's already been. When the world around us gets confusing, that rise in energy comes at us. And to self-protect, we have a tendency to contract and put up a shield. And we have less space internally to figure things out, to know what to do. And in these situations, we tend to outsource our power more readily. And these are actually the situations where we should outsource our power less. But because we're so overwhelmed, we tend to do the opposite. We tend to kind of want somebody else to tell us what to believe and what to do, because it's just too much for us to figure out on our own. So because of this, there's going to be a rise in cult-like mentality. And it's interesting because during 2023, I'm almost certain I'm going to be talking more about cults and culture (laughs) and about the sneaky ways that emotional or psychological abuse can present itself, not just in cults, like in overt cults, but in groups that we would never think would be a cult, yet they have cult-ish attributes or Even relationships, like one-on-one relationships, where one person is really dominating the other person without the other person knowing, so it's very like insidious, a lot of gaslighting and narcissism at play there, that is going to be on the rise, but also there's going to be a rise of the exposure of them as well. Somebody was telling me that one of the topics that was most discussed in the year of 2022 was gaslighting and narcissism. The term gaslighting, which it doesn't really matter the origins of the word, but I think it's kind of interesting. So let me just share it with you. The term is derived from a American film created in 1944 called Gaslight, where the husband used psychological manipulation against his wife. What actually happened in this film, which I haven't seen, but this is where the term is derived, is that Whenever the husband would leave the wife alone at home, the gaslight illumination throughout the house was changing. And whenever she would bring it to her husband, he acted like she was crazy, acted like that wasn't actually happening. Gaslighting is essentially subtly lying to a person. And what I found with a lot of people that gaslight, because a lot of narcissists gaslight, is a lot of times they're lying to themselves too. But I digress because that is a whole podcast episode in and of itself, and I'm sure I will get into it at some point. The key here is that narcissism is really hard to spot if you don't know what a narcissist looks like, feels like, does. If you don't know the psychological manipulative tools of a narcissist or of a cult leader or of a group or an institution, it can be really hard to spot them because they're subtle. I mean, honestly, once you start seeing them, they become less subtle, but they are pretty subtle. And there's a whole bunch of tools that are used to mask the manipulation that is at hand. So a lot of groups, gurus, religious institutions, governments 
can and do use gaslighting techniques and have cult-like energy and will employ cult-like manipulative tactics to get you to outsource your power to them, to get you to submit to what they want you to do. And they'll do this for all sorts of reasons. They'll do this because they enjoy the power. They could do it because they want you to pay them. That's the majority of the reasons in a lot of situations is they want just your money. And so they're constantly just trying to get more of your money. Because there's so much at hand, because there's so much disorientation going on, we will be more quick to look for what we think are sources that we can trust. And then we will be very, very quick to outsource our power to them and then to become really almost devoted to these sources. And that's questionable. It's questionable whenever we're really devoted to a group because there's a higher risk that you will give your power away in those situations when you shouldn't. The reason you will be tempted to give your power away is because in this disorientation, you may lose track of what is true and what's not true and what's right for you and what's not right for you. It just becomes harder and harder to discern when these groups, people, leaders swoop in, what they will do is they will swoop in with the facade that they are trying to keep you safe. And when I say facade, I don't necessarily mean that they're doing it maliciously. They may really think that is what they are doing. But the problem is some of them may ask more of you than they should be asking of you, or you may just be willing to give away more of your own inner power of inner discernment than you should be because you think this is a really trustworthy source. As I said, I'm going to be doing, I'm sure, more episodes of this in 2023. But to just touch on a few points here, a few red flags of what you should look out for and what you should be aware of in your body. Now, when I say don't give your power away, what I mean is You have an inner discernment tool called your intuition, and your intuition takes in a great deal more information than your thinking logical mind does. We have been trained to only use our thinking mind and to disregard our heart and our power of intuition. And in 2023, we are going to be more than ever tempted to use our thinking mind because we are going to feel threatened in a certain way because of this disorientation. So you will want to just use a thinking mind. You will want to throw your heart and your intuition aside. And that would be a huge mistake because your intuition picks up on way more than your thinking mind can. And I do have an episode on intuition already in this podcast. I'm sure I'll have more coming out. But listen to that because it really contrasts your overthinking mind versus your intuition. Your intuition is always 10, 20, 100 steps ahead of your thinking mind because it is able to take in a lot of extrasensory information and a lot more information than your working memory can in your mind. So your intuition actually knows way more than you do, than your thinking mind can. And your intuition will always guide you in the right direction. That is your source of power. Your intuition is your source of power. 
But what happens in tumultuous relationships or cult-like groups, institutions, following gurus, that kind of thing, is instead of trusting our own intuition, we give our power away by trusting someone over what our heart is saying. And we do this usually because we think that they have something that we don't. We think that they can do something that we can't. What you want to be careful of is making icons out of any individuals or groups, putting anyone up on a pedestal, not checking in with your own heart and your own wisdom before following what anyone is telling you to do. And another really big key here is because a lot of these institutions or groups or leaders are going to come at you with, I'm just trying to keep you safe so you should listen to me. When you hear the information that they're sharing with you, ask how it makes you feel in your body. Like, okay, they're trying to tell me that they're trying to keep me safe and that I should do X, Y, and Z. How does that make me feel in my body? Does it make me feel warm and safe and connected inside? Or is there like this underlying tone, this thread, this energetic shift of fear and scarcity and lack, and that is actually creating a contraction in me, a shutdown in me? That is making me feel like I have to trust them, otherwise I won't be safe. Because if that's happening, then that may not be the right move for you. And what you want to do in that situation is you want to ask your intuition, give your intuition time to give you some feedback and help you know what the right decision is for you. You guys, there is no right and wrong. I mean, I'm sure many of you are like, Yes, there is, but a very non-dual way. There's no like strict, everyone should do this or everyone should do this in most situations. There's just like what is right for you and what is wrong for you. And I'm sure we've all been part of groups, even friend groups, where almost everybody's wanted to do X, but you've wanted to do Y. And that doesn't mean that you're wrong, right? We're not all the exact same person, are we? You have a lot of differences from me and you have a lot of differences from your friends, We are all different. We're all unique. And we should be treated as such. Because of that, we need a lot of dynamic space and fluidity to be able to make our own unique decisions that feel right or wrong to us. And so that is where your intuition comes in. And the reason that I'm talking about this theme first, well, besides the fact that I've been guided to intuitively, is because this disorientation is an underlying theme that will underlie all the other themes because it will be playing out through all of 2023. And because of this disorientation, it's really important that you learn what your intuition looks like, feels like, sounds like, and that you start to trust it. The more you trust your intuition and follow through, the more evident it will become to you, the more easily you will be able to discern it. Okay, we're still in theme number one, everybody. Disorientation pushing you towards deeper, authentic recognition and alignment. This is definitely going to be the longest theme, FYI. So another aspect of this of, okay, I'm feeling disoriented. We've talked about how from a worldview, this is going to present itself. It's just going to be a lot of information coming at us. and We're not going to know who to trust or what to trust or what feels right for us. But From a personal level, something is going to feel off within you. And at first, you're not going to know what that thing is, what that thing is that feels a little bit off. And it's just going to create a sense of pressure, tension, internal contraction that feels uncomfortable within you. But then it's going to be like you're in a desert, like you can't 
get a clear beat on what it is that feels off and you won't know how to resolve it immediately. So what most people will do is what they've always done, which is they will start searching externally for things to relieve the pressure and the disorientation. Maybe this is going to look like look for a new job, buy things, want to go on more vacations. They will just look for something outside of them in their external world to try and fix the problem, because that's really what we're taught to do, especially growing up. We're always taught more so to look external to us to resolve things versus going within. 2023, if there's ever a year of going within, it is this one. The answers to your problems start within. If you try to find resolution to your problems externally first, it's not going to work out for you, most likely. There has to be some sort of an internal shift first before there is an external one, because you have to identify what's going on within you before you know how to make the right move externally. And again, Look in the show notes because there are a lot of offerings that I'm going to offer in 2023 that will help you in a really tangible way to do this, to break this down so that you can figure out, okay, like, what is it? (laughs) What is it that's off? And I will help you in many different workshops throughout the year to discern this so that it's not so confusing. But right now in this podcast, here's what I want to say to you. To go on that journey internally You have to look for what you're holding that doesn't belong to you, what's not authentic to who you really are, but you're enacting it or you're letting it into your life because you think that you're supposed to. A lot of times these things can get programmed into our mind from childhood. So for instance, let's say that I grew up and I was super creative and I wanted to be an artist, but my mom wanted me to be an attorney. Because she was like, an artist is never going to make money. You're never going to thrive as an artist. You need to be an attorney. And when someone tells you something every day for years, like when someone tells you something literally for thousands of days in a row, it starts to sink in, you guys. This is why there's that quote, you are the five people that you are around the most. I don't remember the exact words of the quote, but you know what I'm talking about. The reason that we're the five people that we spend most time with is because we can't help but to kind of absorb each other's energy and to pick up on other people's frequency and beliefs. And so what do you do when you're like growing up and you're stuck at home with caretakers that have thoughts about the world that are really contrary to who you are authentically? So let's say you're born into this world to be an artist. That is the fire that burns within you. That is your core essence is like, I am a fucking artist. But then because you have this energy coming in that's saying, trust me, don't trust you. Sound familiar? What we've just talked about. Trust me, don't trust you because I know I've lived a life. I know things you don't know. You can't trust yourself. Don't listen to your intuition. Listen to me instead, because if you don't, these bad things will happen. And then you contract, you become afraid, you start listening to this advice because you don't want those bad things to happen. You do this all unconsciously. You don't know you're doing it. And then you're an attorney and you're like, I don't really like being an attorney, but I don't know why. I don't know what's happening. Something feels off in my life. 
In fact, maybe you're one of those people that even forgot that you ever wanted to be an artist, which I work with so many people like this in your life's work. And so many of us, including myself, forget what our childhood dreams were, what we really wanted to be, because we had it so ingrained in us by our caretakers about what we should be. And not just caretakers, but also by society standards or cultural standards, or if you grew up in a religious subculture or whatever it was, we're all part of groups, subcultures that have influenced us. And we can't help, especially as children, to absorb those beliefs and take them on. And then we think that they are our own. This is what you have to identify in 2023. What beliefs am I carrying around that are not actually my own, that were never actually meant for me? Because what they do to me is they block my light from shining. When I adhere to this belief, when I follow it by my actions and my thinking, it dims my light. And whenever our light is dimmed by anything, by relationships, by lack of boundaries, by jobs that are soul-sucking, by beliefs that are limiting us, whenever any of these things are dimming our light, we feel less alive. We struggle internally. We experience more suffering, more internal pain, more discomfort. We experience lethargy, frustration, tension, a sluggishness, and we don't know why. And that is because we're carrying something that isn't ours. The tricky thing is when you have certain beliefs that are told to you, and then you go out in the world, you're now seeing the world through the lens of these beliefs. And that's what your subconscious mind is going to pick up from. Let me give you an example. I think money is just like always a really easy example to give. So I'm going to give an example of money here. Let's say that you were told that you need to learn a specific trade or a craft in order to make money, because if you don't have that, then you won't make a lot of money. Like if you go to school for philosophy or something, you're not going to make money. And if you are told this over and over and over again, then you're going to get out into the world and you are going to have now those glasses on. The glasses that are kind of like, let's call it a a puke yellow (laughs) that you're looking through, that is going to show you only that. You are only now going to see that story in the world because those are the lenses that you are looking through. These are called biases, unconscious cognitive biases. Again, listen to my other podcasts because uh, I have so many podcast episodes on this. When you have a bias, all you see is the bias. So if I have a belief, even if I don't want it, but let's say I have a belief that, to get really specific, people that get philosophy degrees in college never make money, then I am now going to see in the world evidence of that truth. But that's all I'm going to see. So if there is somebody or thousands of people that have had a philosophy degree but make a shitload of money, my subconscious mind is not going to show that to me. Literally, I could be in conversation with someone and they could be telling me that they had a philosophy degree and they make a ton of money and I will not register that in my mind. This is how fucking crazy biases are. And if you're thinking, that's not true, okay, <laughs> like whatever, I'm not here to 
convince anybody of anything, I guess. But I mean, I've had so many clients who have biases, and I will I will give them an alternative way of looking at things. And like, I have to repeat it so many times, because there's something in their mind that they cannot hear what I'm saying. And it's not just me, I've had biases personally in my life, and I've been blocked. But the crazy thing about this is if you're told people that have philosophy degrees will never make money, and then you go out into the world and you see this over and over again, you will actually then believe it and you will think that is the way of the world. So it's really self-perpetuating and tricky because you think that that's the way that things are when actually that's not the way things have to be. It's just what you've seen and what you've been told. So you think it's the way things are, but it's only the way things are for you because that's your belief and therefore that's what you're creating in reality. If you take any of your beliefs just take one, like, I can't make money doing X, Y, or Z, and you flip it, and you start to say, I can make money doing X, Y, or Z, and then you go look for people that have done it. You specifically look for people that have done it. You will find them. Like in almost every situation, the opposite of your belief is true, but you wouldn't know that because you never looked for it. So I talk so much on my podcast about reprogramming because it, I can't even tell you, changed my life so much to realize that the only thing that was limiting me was my thinking. The only thing that was limiting me was my beliefs about the way the world is and that you can change those beliefs with reprogramming. Nothing will change your life like that, I'm telling you. This is the year for reprogramming because the universe is trying to show you where you're limiting yourself with these beliefs that you are holding, that you are enacting in your life that aren't yours, that are actually making you not authentic. When you are living a life aligned with beliefs that are blocking your light from coming through, it's blocking that light, which means that you're not being authentic. Authenticity is when we are aligned with our light and that allows our light to shine through. So what you have to do is you have to identify what is blocking me? What do I believe? What am I doing in my life that I don't actually want to be doing that doesn't make me feel good? And then what is an alternative way forward? What we're doing is we are becoming more truer versions of ourselves. And in order to do this, I hate to say it, for those of you that really avoid facing your past or your childhood, but you're going to have to heal past wounds. You're going to have to look at your younger years and childhood, 20s, teens, and childhood, because there are historical situations and beliefs that are holding you back from being you, from being the badass individual that you already are. Listen, you don't have to change your authentic self to be better to be amazing, to be cool, to be fucking awesome. You already are that. There's just things that are blocking that from coming through. So what you have to change is the things that are blocking you. That's what you have to remove. Becoming more authentically aligned means removing the things that are stopping me from being authentic and true. In 2023, inauthenticity will be tolerated even less than in 2022 which means like it's possible more people are going to be canceled. Like inauthenticity is going to be called out more overtly in 2023. And here's the thing. You don't always know when you're being inauthentic. If somebody would have asked me like five years ago, 
are you being inauthentic? I would have been like, no, I've always thought that I was authentic. Like at every point in my life, I've thought I was authentic until I realized that I wasn't. Until I realized like, oh, and authenticity is really a spiral. Like we become more and more and more authentic as we continue evolving on this magical journey of transformation. And it's magical because every time you remove a block, you feel more free inside. It is notable. The magic of transformation is how amazing and liberated you feel so quickly when you just begin this work. And then as you continue, you feel more and more amazing and free. One way you can start to discern, like, am I being authentic or not, is how people respond to you. Sometimes other people can see our inauthenticity easier than we can. And that's where working in a group with other people or with a coach one-on-one that can talk to you about your authenticity can be so helpful because sometimes we are very blind to the things that block us. I mean, there are blind spots, literally, our blind spots. And that's why I've built programs where you can ask yourself certain questions to help you spot your blind spots. Then you can know what it is that you're changing. So you want to be able to discern what is my truth. You want to be able to speak it. And you want to move more and more towards your authentic self and your authentic actions in 2023. And you do this by first having that internal journey, not searching for external remedies. Now, the internal journey will at some point shift into an external journey, but that is only once those blocks have been removed, because then you're going to actually search for totally different things external to you. And then those things are going to be fulfilling. Have you ever like really wanted something and then you've gone after it and then you got it and you were like, I'm not as happy as I thought I was going to be? That's because that was probably motivated by something that wasn't even authentic to you, but it was just something that you were told that you needed in order to feel good, in order to be successful and feel fulfilled. And then you get there and you're like, I don't feel that way. And that's because, yeah, none of that was authentic to you. And most people are actually totally like 95% cut off from what they actually want, who they actually are and what they actually need. So this may be a lot of work for for some of you. And you know what? That's amazing because the energy of 2023 is here to support you. It's actually here to accelerate that process. It's here to accelerate helping you release and shed what is no longer needed. And in fact, that's one of the notes that I made here is shedding the snakeskins. Anything that you're shedding here that you no longer need isn't wrong. You haven't done anything wrong. Okay. It's just the way that things have turned out. Just the way, it's just what is but they are dimming your natural light from shining. So we want to release them and transform them. The discomfort of our outdated snakeskins is actually what leads us to shed them. So it's like we start to feel really constricted, like stuck in this skin. And it is that discomfort that helps us to shed them. Otherwise, we wouldn't know what to shed. So nothing is wrong here. But if something is really uncomfortable to you, start noticing what that thing is because it's probably a snake skin that needs to be shed. In 2023, whatever you're hiding or not facing will hurt you more this year moving forward. If you've had little pings come up about, oh, yeah, this is an issue or maybe I should face this like a past experience or trauma or something with a partner or something in childhood, a grief that hasn't been processed that will come up during this year. 
anger, hurt, pain will come to the surface. Triggers will feel more inflated. This is all to help you clear them and move forward. And then this is the other really, really big key. And the last thing I'm going to touch on for this theme, theme number one, which underlies all the other themes, which is why this theme number one is so long, is it is more important than ever to feel your emotions this year. So much of our suffering, I would say like 95% of our suffering comes from resisting our emotions because we haven't learned how to feel them or process them in a comfortable way. And we have learned from our childhood that they're really uncomfortable. So we resist it. We don't want to feel it. We push it away. We shove it back down into the boiling pot of water. And eventually that pot is going to explode or boil over. That's what's going to happen in 2023 if you've been doing this. So you want to, as quickly as possible, learn how to feel your emotions. My workshop, Transform Foundations, is fucking fabulous to learn how to do this. And the reason it's fabulous is because I had no idea how to do this for years, like for the majority of my life, had no idea how to feel emotions. They fucking terrified me. I had so much trauma in my childhood that I didn't know how to process. I didn't know how to feel any of those emotions. So when I really went on my own deep inner transformative journey, I did so much research into how the fuck do I feel my emotions in a comfortable way? And that is a big basis, a big part of what I built in Transform Foundations to learn how to feel your emotions in a way that feels more comfortable to you so that you can start to feel them, process them. And then guess what? They're gone. Like once you feel them, once you've processed them, they do come to completion. Emotions have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Once you get to the end, they are gone. So that's the goal. And 2023 is going to help you. It's going to help you out a lot because it's going to make them so strong that you can't avoid them. These are all gifts, everyone. I know some of you are like, ugh, that sounds terrible. It's not. It's amazing. Emotions can be so beautiful, even the most difficult ones, once you can really sink into them and let them flow through. And every time you do it, you feel lighter and freer and more liberated. And that is what this year is here to do for you. Okay, before we go on to number two, let's just take a big, nice, big, deep breath in together. (sighs) Let's take one more. Okay. Thank you. May have been more for me than for you, but whatever. Theme number two, learning how to be comfortable with not knowing. What are you not knowing? Well, you're not going to know maybe some answers to things. You're not going to know where you're headed, and you may be lacking a lot of clarity in 2023. An alternative name for this theme could be the year of liminality or the year of the space between. So whenever we leave something, think about like when you move out of a house and then you're going to move into a new one. You have that space between where all your shit is packed up in a van and you're driving from one place to another. That place always feels kind of a little bit unsteady. There's a lot going on. It can feel a little bit chaotic. And then you start to slowly unpack into the new place. And then finally, you'll feel settled in the new place after being there for a few weeks or like a month, right? But there's that space between from where you're packing up the old stuff to where you're unpacking the new. And that is the liminal realm. That's the space between. 
And that is what 2023 is largely going to feel like to you. There's going to be a lot of things that feel a little bit unsteady. You may have a sense that you're headed somewhere, but you don't know exactly where you're going. You may have a sense that things are definitely changing, especially if you're leaning into the magic of transformation, but you don't know where they're headed. So we have to get comfortable with that feeling of being in between. We want to let go of of just trying to get to the end goal, trying to get to the outcome, and let ourselves just be in this ongoing cycle in the flow of the in-between. The in-between is the most magical and powerful place to be on your journey of transformation because it's in the in-between that you can change the most rapidly. It is in the in-between that you can like raise your frequency the quickest, that you can integrate new, higher, elevated ways of being. So there's a lot of gas behind this year that can propel you forward more quickly because any liminal space has a accelerated transformative power to it. And we want to leverage that power. Why? Because if we don't do it in 2023, we're going to have to do it in another year when things are moving more slowly. So we really want to use this year to go as quickly as possible. When I think about this theme, I really think of Taoism and I think of mysticism and I think of allowing ourselves to sit in the unknown, allowing ourselves to flow like water. If we're in a year of water flowing, but we try to stop the flow, we're working against the natural energy, the natural way of things. So we want to learn how to flow with the water of the year. We ourselves want to be more like water. So how can we do this? First of all, you want to follow pretty much everything I listed in theme number one. We want to get in touch with our intuition, learn how to listen to it and trust it and follow through with what our intuition is guiding us to do. You want to feel all of your feelings. I'm not an astrologer, but this is a cancer year. And it's in tarot, it's the year of the chariot. Cancer is like a very feeling watery, actually. It's a water sign. It's a very emotional, watery energy. So the cool thing about that is that it it's a portal for us to flow into to let all of that go and to release what's not serving to let go of what we're holding on to that we're not supposed to be it's for all of that but then there's also this this extra kind of like you could think of it as this powerful oceanic wave energy that is helping to move you forward more quickly once you do let go so that you can actually take leaps before you're ready, before you feel like you're ready. When I talk about leaps, these can be internal leaps or external leaps. Let's say you want to leap into a one-on-one relationship with a therapist or a coach or one of my group workshops. Leap before you're ready. Don't wait. What's the point? (laughs) I mean, whenever we're doing anything new, you guys... It doesn't feel like we're ready because our nervous system, especially in 2023, which is going to be on fire, is going to tell us, ah, this is new. This is scary. Yeah, that's where like the edge of life is is where it's worth living. You have to get outside of your comfort zone if you want anything to change, if you want anything to get better. 
you want life to be exciting at all, if you want to feel the magic of transformation at all, you have to do things before you're ready to do them. So you want to leap before you're ready. This can be leaping into internal journeys, but it can also be if you have clarity about what external steps that you should take, it can be leaping into those external steps before you feel ready. And you're going to be stepping into new versions of you. So this really ties into the November and December energy of 2022, which is you're going to be feeling into like a new version of you that's going to be emerging. The more that you release what is blocking you, the more that you release what is blocking you, remove what's blocking you, the more your natural light, your inner light is going to just start shining through. And as that happens, you're going to realize, oh, there's parts of me that want to be expressed in the world. There's parts of me that I haven't even seen for years that want to be expressed, that want to live through me. And at first, those parts are going to feel like new shoes are going to feel a little bit uncomfortable and clumsy. You're going to be like a little bit nervous to try them on. But they're you. Just because they're new shoes doesn't mean they're not for you. So you wear them. And then after a few times of wearing them, it gets more comfortable for you. So as an example of this, let's say there's a part of you that's always wanted to be the writer, that's wanted to do some writing. But there's all these beliefs in your head about why you can't do that and why you have to stick to what you're actually doing for work and how you know you can't just explore writing And there's all these things that are in the way. So you do the internal work, you remove some of those things. And then this urge to write keeps increasing in you. And finally, you just sit down and you say, okay, this is me. Just because I haven't been writing and because I've been afraid to previously doesn't mean it's not me. doesn't mean that these aren't my shoes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to write one little thing. I'm going to post it on Substack. And that's going to be me wearing my shoes for the first time. And the first time it's going to be scary. And then the second time it may be a little bit scary. And the third time it's going to be just only slightly scary. And then the fourth time it's not going to feel that big of a deal to me. So you leap before you're ready. You step into the new versions of you before you feel 100% ready. Because that is how we get ready is by leaping and trusting that the universe is going to catch you. Now, the other thing that I just want to say that is so crucial to learning how to be comfortable with not knowing is to regulate your nervous system. Nervous system regulation is so key to living a life stress-free or with less stress, let me tell you. And again, that's where my workshop, my group workshop, Transform Foundations, is about how to feel your emotions essentially in a comfortable way and how to regulate your nervous system completely rewire your nervous system. The people that start this workshop are not the same people that graduate from it because they have completely rewired their nervous system all the way through. And by the time they come out, their stress has dropped substantially. So we can hack our nervous system. Transform Foundations is really a new paradigm shift of how to live your life stress-free with all sorts of science to back up everything that I'm sharing with you, all sorts of research-based information and exercises that you can do to fundamentally strategically rewire the substructure of your mind and body. It's a great support if you are feeling like you don't know how to be comfortable with not knowing, with not having the answers, with not knowing what's next, and with not having clarity. Now, for those of you that are on a journey of awakening, you've been studying some non-dual text like Advaita Vedanta, um, Tantric text, A Course in Miracles, any Buddhist text, 
essentially any non-dual text, I want to share with you that I think 2023, and I think this energy has been here for several years now. I've definitely felt it in 2022, but I think it's only increasing. So I think 2023 is like a portal that hyper accelerates your awakening journey. So if you are somebody that is really shifting into non-dual awareness, into transcendence of the ego, which is something I have been deep, deep, deep into for two years now, then this is a great year to really focus in on that, to hone in on that, because I feel like, especially here in theme number two, so much of what I've learned on my own journey of awakening is learning the path of surrender. And actually, that's going to come up in one of the later themes in a second here. But surrender doesn't mean giving our power away. Surrender means accepting what is already here, what is here right now, and trusting that this is in every situation here for you. So you're not resisting anything. You're trusting life. You're trusting awareness, source, essentially yourself, you as awareness, trusting that path. And in this theme of liminality, there is a potential for you to really deepen your connection to self to awareness, to connectedness, to feeling the truth that we are all one. So if you can sink in to the eye of the storm and then let yourself spread out there, you will feel the interconnectedness of everything. It kind of is like a storm, though. It's kind of like a (laughs) tornado that spins you into the center, into the eye but then you can like really drop in. So it is a gift. Again, it's a gift, as all these themes are, even if they sound intense. I'm going to leave it at that, because not everyone is going to resonate with this. So I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I imagine also in 2023, I will start teaching on awakening a little bit more as well. Now, the only other thing I want to just briefly touch on here with this, because it, it just kind of came to me that it would be helpful to mention especially if you're listening to this mid-year through. Sometimes when we're trying to release the old parts of us, we shun them. It's like, let's say that an old part of me is gossiping. And I know that it's not helpful. And so I want to release the part of me that gossips. And maybe like I grew up around groups and caretakers, everybody gossiped. And so I just thought it was the way of things. And now I'm realizing that doesn't make me feel good. And so I'm trying to release it. A lot of times what we do when we're trying to release something is we just shun it and we make it wrong. Not that gossiping is ever good or helpful, but when we shun any part of us, we are resisting it and we're actually making it harder to release. What we want to do is we want to come from a very compassionate standpoint, from a self-loving standpoint, understand why we did that in the first place forgive ourselves, forgive the other people that may have influenced that behavior. We want to be able to release it, though, understand that it's no longer a necessary part of us. But we can, with time, release it. And then it can become kind of like an old part of us. So it's like, yeah, I used to gossip. And by the way, I did. 
I did used to gossip. That used to be a very central part of me many years ago. Now, though, when I'm around other people that gossip, I don't hate them. I'm not like, ew, ugh, I hate that person. I hate gossip. Ugh. I don't do that. I just feel like, oh, that doesn't resonate with me. I'm not into that. And so I just step away. But I'm not judging them. If you're judging anybody of anything, it's because you haven't fully transcended it and integrated it. And, you know, in the process of transformation, there's all these like buzzwords. Even the word transformation is kind of a buzzword, but like, you know, transcend, integration, capacity. There's all these words kind of in the space. And if you're new to the space, then these words don't mean anything to you. And I want to honor that and just say that there's deeper places that you can study this with me in my offerings if you'd like to so you can check out the show notes but for those of you that know what I'm talking about this is really for you and for those of you that can just intuit what I'm talking about so we don't want to make things wrong we want to just understand why we did them we want to forgive them we want to release them we want to move through the layers of emotion that are keeping us attached to them and then We just want to come into a space of like neutrality with them, essentially, where we're not judging other people for doing those things. And we're not judging ourselves for historically doing those things. We're just beyond them at this point. We're out of resonance with them. So if on your path this year, you are finding that you're trying to release some things, but you're like annoyed, you're very annoyed with people that are doing the things that you're trying to release. That's okay. That's also part of the journey. Maybe just like not be around them for a while. But the goal is to get to the point that you're no longer annoyed with them because you're no longer annoyed with you and because you fully transcended it. And that's when you know you fully transcended something is when it feels neutral to you. You know, you can look back at your history and you can be like, oh, I love that version of me because that version of me was trying the hardest that they could. And that was just the way that it was. And it got me to where I am today. And so I'm grateful for everything that's happened. That's the goal of things. Okay. Theme number three, big deep breath in. (sighs) Here's an interesting thing, actually. This really piggybacks off of what I was just talking about in theme number two. Theme number three is alternative ways revealed. This is alternative versions of you, alternative selves alternative talents and gifts, if you will. And then it's also alternative paths forward. So when you're in the middle of transforming something, let's go back to the example of gossip. And you think to yourself, okay, so we're thinking in a really like dualistic mentality. I'm either going to be a gossiper or I'm not going to gossip. And those are our two options. But then once you finally transcend that, a third option reveals itself, which is to love everyone, including those that do gossip. It's like, instead of just playing kind of a really hands-off role of gossiping or people that gossip, you shift actually into a really heartfelt, deep love of everyone, including those that gossip, because you know that that is just a stage. That's a stage on the journey of evolution that they will eventually transcend and they will be liberated from. And you're not in judgment of them. So you're able to just stand in this space of openness and love everyone, including those that do the things that you used to do that you no longer need to do because you've transcended them. That's kind of what theme three is about. It's about identifying these alternative ways that are really rooted in love 
as you move forward. What creates these new pathways or these new parts of ourselves is the tension. It's the tension of knowing that you have things to transform or knowing that your path is a little bit off, but not knowing the direction and feeling this discomfort of that liminality, of the space of not knowing, of feeling a little bit disorientated, of being in the space in between. It is that tension where the emotions are rising, the triggers are rising, all of that, that you can use that will actually help you to alchemize that energy and create the new path, the new you forward. And this truly, if I had to say, kind of like, what is the magic of transformation? It's that. It's that when we're stuck in something, we always think it's like either or. Like, well, I'm either going to be stuck in this or it's going to be like this. But what we never see is that there's always a third way. And that third way is something that we can't conceptualize at the level that we're at. If we think of transformation as a series of steps, a series of stairs going upward, when we're on stair number two, We cannot imagine what stair number four is like. We can't imagine the view of things that we get. We can't imagine the things that we can do from stair number four. We think we can. We always think we can view everything from the stair that we're at. So, okay, from stair number two, I think in my job, I have this option and this option. I can either raise my fees or I can sell my company if I want to make more money. Those are the only two options. And those are the only two options from stair number two. But then you transcend, you release the things that are blocking you, and you are able to get to stair four. And then all of a sudden you see like, oh, oh my gosh, there's this third path forward. And that is that I can actually use this part of myself that I never even realized that I had, and I can add it to my business. And that will automatically raise the value of everything, which is going to usher in a whole new clientele and my fees will naturally go up, but they won't go up by any efforting of my own accord. And I can partner with this other business who has just asked me because they see this new part of me blossoming and they're going to refer a whole bunch of people to me. Point being, there's ways that we can't conceptualize from the level that we're at. And so that's why working on the internal journey first is so important because as you do the internal journey, magic unfolds, you guys. This is the fucking magic. (laughs) Seriously, though, like things will pop up into your consciousness. Ideas, literally opportunities or people that you never thought were possible will just pop in and your life will literally feel like magic. Mind blown. I'm not kidding. So much magic. My life is so magical. It's unfucking believable. So this theme alternative ways revealed is really like the magic of the year because there's going to be so much more that's revealed to you as long as you are leaning into the journey, as long as you're not resisting what's happening, um, as long as you're feeling your emotions and you are trusting in your intuition and doing all the things that we've talked about in theme one and two, these new ways forward will present themselves. And that's really key that they will present themselves You can't always identify them. Like if I were to say like, okay, list out all the possible ways for you to grow your business, you would not just think of the third way. You have to actually go through an inner transformative journey for the third way to be revealed to you. Because in that example that I just gave, in order for that third way to even work, you had to activate and liberate a part of you that was previously blocked by beliefs and things that weren't serving you. 
So you really do have to go through the whole process for you to be able to liberate that part of you and for the new way or the new part of yourself to be revealed. And for my friends on the path of awakening, this alternative way is going to be a deepening into your conscious experience of awareness, a ability to reach that non-dual state of awareness more effortlessly, a deepening of the love that you feel when you're in that state of awareness. And that is always the third way, because it's the best way. Like, all of the answers you need are in awareness. When you no longer think of yourself as a separate individual, and you fully surrender to life, and you slip into the I am, that is where all the answers that you will ever need lie. And that is the true, the true path, the true path revealed. And it is only revealed when you are in that state of interconnection, when you know that you are love and infinity. More on that to come in other episodes. Theme number four, as as it seems to happen with every energy update, this builds on the three previous themes, especially theme number three, because theme number four is about finding the beauty in what is. It is leaning into the magic of the journey of transformation and finding the deep, rich, beauty, truth, magic that is revealed in the present moment, in the process versus only reaching, perpetually reaching, grasping for the destination. In order to find the beauty of the moment, of the present moment, you have to first be able to find your center in the eye of the storm. You have to first be able to settle in the disorientation. Theme number one is disorientation. So it's really about how can I find my intuition, my true self, and settle in that eye of the storm. And then it's about learning to be comfortable with, I don't know how long this storm's going to go on for. I don't know if I'm going to have the answers that I want immediately. I don't know if I'm going to have clarity, but I'm comfortable in the not knowing, which is theme number two. Theme number three is dropping so deep down into that eye that you actually feel relief there, that you feel beauty, that you feel love, that you feel connection. And that new ways forward are revealed to you, ways that are so magical and so much better and so liberating. And as you are there, really honoring like, wow, this is amazing. This journey of transformation is amazing. This space between is amazing. As I look around me, there's so much beauty. It's like lingering lingering in that kiss. It's like lingering in the foreplay without just trying to finish. You know what I'm saying? Really letting yourself sit in the tantalizing excitement of what is to come. Because you guys, it is not just a year of, it's not just a total shitstorm. Like the storm is also swirling around beauty and magic and things yet to be revealed. How are you going to feel that beauty and magic? 
with theme number four, by finding it, by looking for it. Okay, what is the beauty in what is? In this moment, what do I have? What is the universe sending me by way of support? Looking for the magic, looking for the gifts. And then the most, the most magical thing about being in the space between, about not having answers, is that there is infinite potential about what the answers could be. They could be so much better than you can possibly imagine. Everything in the future can be so much better. And so you can actually sit and revel in that. And as you're sitting and reveling in that, you can look around you right now and you can say, what am I in awe of in this moment? Because in every moment, there's something you can be in awe of. There's something you can be grateful for. There's something that you can savor. For those of you on a deeper transformative journey, learning about the masculine and feminine polarity and really leaning into the feminine polarity, leaning into the archetype of the lover, leaning into how does my body feel when I'm so excited and ecstatic? How can I be really sensuous? How can I use everything around me as like nectar to nourish me? How can I awaken my sexuality, my curiosity, my creativity? How can I use this energy, this really powerful energy of 2023 and move it through my body and feel every moment of it and feel what is so interesting and curious about it. The way to really enact this energy is through surrender and through curiosity. Just getting really curious. If you're listening to this right now and you're feeling really shitty, just like switch that shit to curious and just be like, well, what is interesting about this moment? How could this moment be helping me? What's really exciting about this moment? What would make me feel good in this moment? Opening up the heart to that. Being in devotion to yourself, to your body, to creativity, to sexuality, to awakening, to exploring, to taking those leaps before you're ready, to really being in that what I call YOLO energy, like only live once, so who gives a shit? I'm going to fucking live. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to live. And really being in that energy and leaning into it and letting it excite you like a roller coaster would. It doesn't have to be a shitstorm. Literally just one mindset shift and it can be a roller coaster ride that you're really excited to be riding. Theme number four of finding the beauty in what is, is the opposite of resisting, obsessing, pushing, and forcing. If you're like arguing with your reality, if you're like, this isn't the way things should be fuck the universe. This is totally wrong. It's going to be really hard to find beauty and tantalizing experiences in that energy, isn't it? And resist all you want. That's up to you. But perhaps you could experiment with getting just really curious and being like, what is interesting right now? What is exciting right now? How can I lean into that? How can I lean into that thing? enjoy life a little bit more. Yeah, if you're into studying archetypes, like this is the lover. I mean, whether it's at the masculine or the feminine polarity, and it's kind of in terms of finding a, a path towards awakening, this is really the tantric path. In fact, I would say this year is kind of more of the experiential tantric path towards awakening also, because it's really like it's a cancer year. It's a 
cancer in the astrological terms, everybody not um, actually getting cancer. But it's a year of really feeling into those emotions, feeling like the watery feminine flow. And there's also some masculine polarity here, but it's really um, it's a year of liminality, of, of mysticism, of being okay with the not knowing, of opening up to the erotic, the interesting things that are happening within you, uh, to your own body. Um, yeah. So if you're one of my friends, colleagues, students that is on the path of awakening, I would say, you know, really look into the lover archetype, whether you're studying it from a masculine or feminine polarity perspective and the tantric path and that experiential path of leaning into literally everything that's happening and finding the the erotic nature of it all, of it all. Okay, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you know, look it up. Maybe you'll be interested in studying the lover archetype, or maybe I'll have an offering about it by the time you're listening. So check out the show notes too. Okay, moving on to theme number five. We didn't take a breath between three and four, but let's go ahead and take another big deep breath between four and five. We made it. This is the last one, but it's going to be so good. It's going to be so great. So exciting. It's probably the shortest one out of them all, actually. If I had to name what 2022 was for a lot of us and for the world, I would say it was a revealing of codependency, of what codependency is, of how so many of us lack boundaries, of kind of giving our power away in relationships, of getting so absorbed in relationships that we put our own needs aside. We don't even know kind of who we are in regards to the relationship. Like, who is me and who is this person I'm in relationship? Where's the line between us? I don't even know. And theme number five centers around this as well, around codependency and our tendency to want to merge. And of course, that bleeds into our previous themes about giving our power away to partners, to groups, to leaders, to gurus, to institutions, etc., because we are so disoriented. The interesting thing is, even as we continue evolving and we find new teachers, new people to lead us and to help guide our journeys, we will have a tendency to want to merge a little bit with them. And this is certainly something that I have learned on my own journey of transformation, learned how to not do after doing many, many times, and how to not put people on pedestals, and how to not outsource my power. And I really had to learn how to spot the people that want me actually to outsource my power, that want me to trust them over myself. And that's a huge red flag. If you are part of any group where they tell you you can't trust yourself, and that you're fucked up. Um, there's a difference between trusting intuition, your your heart, versus trusting your conditioning. So sometimes when people tell you like you can't trust yourself, they're telling you you can't trust your conditioning because you've continuously made bad decisions from your conditioning. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if they're guiding you in that way, but they're also not telling you how to connect with your intuition. That's a red flag. I mean, the number one theme I see across cults in general after studying them for a while is that they don't help you connect with your intuition. That is like the number one thing I do in every single one of my workshops is help people 
connect with their true self, with their intuition, and help people discern the difference between their conditioning and their intuition. And I'm always advising people like, do not put me on a pedestal. I am not here to be your guru. I am not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to help you see the power in you. Because you are powerful. This theme number five is releasing attachment and trusting self over everything and everyone else. Releasing attachment and trusting self over everything and everyone else. I think it's appropriate that it's theme number five because you really do have to kind of go through a transformative journey to learn how to do this. This takes practice. Everything takes practice, by the way. You know, if you're like on a journey of awakening, for instance, and you're like, yeah, you know, I've had a glimpse of oneness, but it's like, how do you make more of those? How do you awaken? You practice. You don't get anywhere without practicing. Like you have to put in the fucking work. And the work works. Let me tell you, it works. You have to practice trusting yourself. If you don't practice listening to your intuition and then following through, there's not going to be a self that you can trust. When I say attachment, what I really mean is like merging with someone else or with a group. This could even be like merging with your business and like experiencing this disorientation there of not knowing what's you and what's this other person, not knowing what you think separate from the other person. Now, that's one side of theme number five, releasing attachment, trusting self over everything else. The other side of theme number five is the truest version of you that you've ever seen before. The most authentic expression, your light shining the brightest that it's ever shined before, finally emerging and taking form, taking shape in the world because of all the work you've been doing. So as you do work, as you transform, as you live this life through 2023, you can either merge with someone else or with a group and lose more of yourself. Even if you've done a lot of work to release the blocks and your light started shining, let's say right after that, you like join a group and then you do give some of your power away. Your light then merges with everyone else's and then you start having difficulty discerning what is my light? What do I think? What is my intuition? I'm a little bit lost here. That can happen. Or with continuously checking in with yourself, who and what am I attached to? Where am I giving my power away again? Am I trusting myself over everything and everyone else? If you are, then everything that you've done, all the work that you've done is going to start coalescing. And it's like this new version of you is going to emerge in a more grounded, concrete form. And you're going to shine so fucking bright. So with theme number five, the key question that you just want to ask yourself is right now, do I feel stuck and drained? Or do I feel excited and expansive? If I feel stuck and drained, that is an indication of an unhealthy attachment to something or someone. You could be resisting your current experience, which means you have a attachment to a specific way you want your experience to be right now. So you're resisting your current experience. You could be obsessed about wanting a very specific outcome. That's an unhealthy attachment to an outcome. Or you could be in a relationship or in a group where you and your energy and who you are authentically 
individually is being smushed around with everybody else's energy and you're losing track of who you are in that relationship, in that business, in that group, in that subculture. And that's going to make you feel stuck and drained too. So there's a need for constant reflection here with theme number five and just asking yourself over and over and over again, Am I trusting myself over everything and everyone else? Do I feel stuck and drained or do I feel excited and expansive? Last thing I want to say to just sum up 2023, this is going to be a year of inner freedom and liberation or a year of shutdown and inner confusion. And it all depends on you, my friend. It all depends on what you do with this energy, how you face it, how you choose to respond to this energy. If you're like, I listen to all this and I still don't understand how to respond. Cool. There are offerings. I am here to help you. If you need some support going through, or even if you have listened to it, but you would like some really guided, strategic, specific support, more specific than what I was able to give in this extended podcast episode, then again, I am here for you. I am here for all of you. But what I would most suggest to you, the most important thing is to listen to this energy and work with it, right? Be the water running with the water. Don't try to dam it up. Don't work against it. You can't stop this water from flowing through. You can only make yourself totally fucking miserable in the process. By resisting what's happening to you and around you, is actually more miserable than just surrendering to it and working with it and letting it work you because that is what it is trying to do. It is trying to work you, it is trying to free you and liberate you. The more you lean into this energy, the more magic you are going to find. So how do you know if you are resisting? If you resist the themes, you'll feel more sluggish, like shut down, sluggish, confused, overwhelmed. That's a huge one. If you're resisting the themes, you're feeling overwhelmed, uncertain. You won't know who to listen to or where to go to find safety. You will have waves of tension and stress and contraction to total sluggishness and feeling overwhelmed and shut down with a desire to just numb out and snooze. If that's happening to you right now or as the year progresses, then you are resisting the energy around you. If you're aligned with the themes, It'll feel like there's an accelerant propelling you forward, while at the same time, not knowing 100% where you're headed. It's like you're, again, you're on a roller coaster, which is fun, right? (laughs) This is what working with the energy feels like. It feels like you're on a roller coaster. But on this roller coaster, you can't see the twist and turns before you're just around the bend. So it's a really exciting roller coaster, and it's going to be a year of many leaps of all shapes and forms and energy that supports your leaps and accelerates you forward. This is a huge, huge year for awakening. This is a huge year for a strengthening of your own intuition. And it is a huge year of identifying who you are authentically and letting that amazing, brilliant inner light shine. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please reach out to me as this year moves forward. Let me know which themes are resonating the most with you. And again, check the show notes for support. I really hope to support you all the way through. 
as this podcast episode will surely help you, it will also help others if you have friends or family or colleagues that you would like to help and support this year, send this episode to them as well so they will know what's coming and what to do just like you do. Thank you so much for tuning in. This year is going to be an expansive one for all of us. And I can't wait to see all the magic that unfolds for you.